Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Ah, saw some people <clears throat> talking about some sight lag. Of course, that is what happens as we're always, always fighting an uphill battle. I don't know if they have another DDoS thing, or maybe it might have been on my end. I don't know. Um, I closed a few things. Maybe, you know, I was downloading, downloading too much porn or something like that. I got to remember to get all that downloaded before I go live. Happy Wednesday. We got our ass kicked in darts last night. It was extremely frustrating. I shot very poorly. Um, but that's the way it goes. Uh, lots to talk about today. We've got, uh, I mean, I've got great news for you. The new the new the new updated Epstein client list allegedly is out there. Someone said, Jeremy should post an update on the chat airport employee. The Delta Delta sided with him and forced Tommy Dorfman to take down the video. Are you I know Tommy Dorfman took the video down, but is there an article um that says they actually sided with them let me try to go like maybe uh a little smaller on the i don't see anything about them siding with him shoot pool it's better um I mean, I already bowl and I, you know, I, I play enough games that put me in a bar. Let's see. Let's talk about. This is the new, this is the new director. So Disney says, hey, we've been having dropping. It's not on my end, I don't think. Actually, it looks like it might be, which is odd. Hold, please. I think we're good now. I think we're good now. Think we're good now. Let me check with uh let me check with Rumble quick. Let me check with them quick. Let me check. Doobie doobie doo. Checking with team at Rumble. Looks good now, I think. I was dropping frames, but now it seems okay. Okay. So, Disney has a $67 billion franchise. Yes, Brittany, I will uh, do that. I'm not going to kill locals again now. $67 billion. And there has been one woman in charge of that franchise for 12 years. I mean, I think it's a woman, but who who could even really say? 
what a woman even is. Uh, and her name is Kathleen Kennedy. But I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if you knew this, but apparently the last 12 years of this woman running the business, it actually wasn't a woman at all. It's actually finally time. It's finally time for a woman to take over. Also the first woman and the first person of color to direct a Star Wars film. Wow! The fact that she's black makes it, makes it automatically better. Well, she's not black, she's brown, I think. Set to be released in 2026. You can say that the force is strong with this one. Here's Charmino Bechinoy. <laughs> oh my God. Finally. Finally. <sighs> yeah, the streaming, I think. Uh, I don't know. People are complaining about the stream. I don't know. Maybe refresh it. Maybe it's on the local side because the locals people seem to be saying it is a problem, but Rumble seems to be okay. Finally. Here's the, here's the, here's the, do you want to know the cherry on top of this? It's cutting in and out bad. It must be on locals, son. I guess if you're on locals, check it out. Here's the best part about this broad. She is, and I'm going to each check, you know, each time I, you know, do a little checkbox, right? She is a Pakistani feminist activist who has never directed a movie, a non-documentary movie in her life. Has never, ever, ever directed a film. Not once. If you're having some uh, weirdo issues here, I mean, I am. I, there are some frames dropping, but not many. Like, I could probably lower my bitrate here a sec. Let me do that. She's never directed a film in her life. I lowered my bitrate a little bit. Let me see if that happens. Unless it's because I, I mentioned the list. And this is what she had to say. Oh, by the way, every single time. What a coincidence. 
What a coincidence. What a coincidence she spoke at the World Economic Forum. Bitrate helping a little bit, actually. Okay, I'll drop it down another... Drop it down another th uh, 500. We'll go down to 3,500. From 4,500. What a coincidence! A, I, I, I have to suspect she's probably gay. If she's not gay, they really missed out. This is what she had to say. About, you know, here we have four women on stage. You have three women and Jon Stewart. WEF spokeswoman, Pakistani feminist, who has never directed a nonfiction film in her entire life, had this to say about her motivations. What is the balance of activating a force for change, but also trying to permeate that patriarchy, that power structure? And is that a part of the calculation of your art as well? And, and what's been the reaction to that? Oh, Here's, absolutely. This is the new director of the new Star Wars film. Um, I like to make men uncomfortable. I enjoy <laughs> making men uncomfortable. <laughs> Just the thought of laying down with this woman makes me feel uncomfortable. So mission accomplished. Not you. Just, just not, you. Not, know, not, not you. Point taken. Point taken. <laughs> but, um, you know, it is important to be able to look into the eyes of a man and say, I am here and recognize that and recognize that I am working to bring something that makes you uncomfortable and it should make you uncomfortable. Blow me, lady. The fact, the fact that this lady is still like that, this feminism grift is still a thing, is hilarious to me. It 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 is absolutely hilarious to me that women pretend there are women who are building entire careers around the fallacy that men have it easier than women, that women are still owed something. Last I checked. Uh, on the bottom, if you are a white male, uh, your resume is going on the bottom of the pile. IGN writes, we're in 2024 now, and it's about time that we had a woman come forward to shape the story of a galaxy far, far away. Said Charmaine Obed Chinoy, who will direct the Star Wars film starring five-head Daisy Ridley as Rey Skywalker. As Jack Posobiec aptly points out, Kathleen Kennedy, a woman, has run Star Wars, for, Star Wars for the past 12 years. Chris Gore writes, turning Star Wars into a girl brand will prove to be one of the costliest decisions in entertainment history. One of... One of... One of... It's the single most expensive disaster, financial disaster in the, probably in the world's history. 
Disney paid nearly $70 billion. Nearly $70 billion for this franchise. And they put out a movie that lost money. Soylo, a Star Wars story, lost so much money that they canceled the entire mini franchise that they were going to try to have all these offshoots. Oh, by the way, you know, oh, by the way, remember that immersive Star Wars hotel that only, ri only rich weirdos could even afford to go to? It was like, I don't remember what the exact price was, but it was like thousands a night. Do you remember that? Also, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, something that Kathleen Kennedy was in charge of, right? Didn't even last a year before they before they uh, bulldozered it under the ground. It didn't even last a year. Now, I'm not saying that these decisions failed or that Star Wars is in shambles because of a woman. It's because of a woman's decision. Many decisions. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy is, is I don't use this word lightly, retarded. I, that might be the only time you've ever heard me say that word out loud, and I'll say it again. Kathleen Kennedy is retarded. This is a woman. This is a woman it was $5,000 for three days. Yeah. This is a woman that took a money printing machine in Star Wars and ran it into the ground in three years. A franchise that was so well respected for going on freaking 40 years, she ran it into the ground. By the way, another franchise, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny lost $250 million. She took Indiana Jones and made that a joke. They brought some feminist twat in there to be the new uh, Indiana Jones. We all saw it coming and no one went to see the movie. Kathleen Kennedy produced Solo, a Star Wars story, with a budget of $330 million, another $300 million in advertising, and the movie grossed just $250 million. I mean, what? I, I I don't I don't really, and and the and the um. This is the same woman that wore the forces female, the woman that Star Wars or that South Park put a chick in it, make it gay and lame, right? This, her poor, these things failing, Star Wars becoming a joke, is not because she's a woman. It's because of the decisions a woman made. The, it's the fact that she thought that we wanted some stupid ass uh, character like Rilo, uh, another Arelo, you know, another uh, Mary Sue character who is just suddenly the most powerful Jedi ever. Uh, they, she thought that we wanted, she thought that we wanted, um, she, she thought that we wanted 
lame ass a asexual that's they were saying that that's what they were going to do in the lando calrissian story they were going to do a, a lando calrissian story played by donald glover in which he has sex with robots think i'm kidding look it up they were literally going to be like oh yeah lando you know that guy that kind of has a small role in the movie and everyone kind of just loved billy d williams or whatever yeah, when, when Disney does it, he's going to have sex with his robots. And, and it's like, I can't think of a more amazing decision that Kathleen Kennedy could have made other than now. At Star Wars' most critical time, the franchise is in shambles. Nobody's watching the Star Wars shows on Disney+. Plus. They need an absolute banger movie to bring people back. And what do they do? They hired a Pakistani feminist who's probably never even seen Star Wars to be the director of the next movie. I'm not kidding. You couldn't even write this. Like, South Park couldn't even get it this crazy. Mm-hmm. Bring it up. Bring it up, Foxy or somebody back Seats here. Seats on it. We have Super Bowl 58. You'll see it. The emblem. Put it on the screen. And then bring up 57 and 56. This has something to do with the Epstein list that came out. <laughs> Feels like, <laughs> feels like that's supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out. Soon. Look, this guy's been it's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine <laughs> cellar for this <laughs> thing. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't. Ah, 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 ah. You know what's great about this? Jimmy Kimmel's reaction. This is what he this is a Jimmy Kimball's reaction to what is obviously a joke. And you know, let me point out. Let me point out that Jimmy Kimmel is now trying to play the uh victim card by saying, "Oh, um you're putting my family at risk, blah 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 blah." Jimmy Kimmel was happy to push fake Russiagate fake news that put the Trump's family's life at risk. Jimmy Kimmel was fine putting a big game hunter, a dentist on blast for doing sport hunting. Jimmy Kimmel was fine telling the unvaccinated to die in the streets. Hey, wheezy. Jimmy Kimmel was fine saying all this shit, but now Aaron Rodgers makes a tiny joke about Jimmy Kimmel being on Epstein's client list, which... I believe it's entirely possible. It seems like perhaps he hit a nerve. Dear asshole, spelt wrong. For the record, I have not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my list, my name on any list. Well, yeah, he probably knows his name's not on the list. It's probably a pseudonym. He also didn't say he didn't have sex with underage girls.
other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself can't seem oh yeah, I have to I have to change Twitter accounts because uh Jimmy Kimmel uh blocked me for calling him a douchebag or something for pointing out his double standard. Your reckless words, your reckless words put my family in danger. Your family, you're worried that Aaron Rodgers asserting that you might be on Jimmy on the Epstein client list put your family in more danger than you opening a business with Jeffrey Epstein's personal chef. You think that was more dangerous? This is Jimmy Kimmel and his best friend, Jeffrey Epstein's personal chef, who cooked meals on Epstein Island while children got raped. Jeffrey Epstein's personal chef almost certainly knew about the children getting raped. Jimmy Kimmel now knows that those children were raped, and he opened a business with the guy that made ribs for the rapists. This isn't something that happened, you know, that Jimmy Kimmel didn't know about when he opened the business either. And you know what happened when Jimmy Kimmel opened this steak restaurant with, uh, with the rapist's personal chef? Well, that got out and it made Jimmy Kimmel really mad that people, that people found out about it. And I wanted to share this video that I thought Brett Cooper did a really good job on. I feel like it was in the replies here, but I can't be totally sure. Yep, here it is. Great job by Brett Cooper. Named Adam Perry. People are also pointing to Kimmel's longtime friendship with a man named Adam Perry Lang, who is a professional chef. And the two are so close that they spend Thanksgiving with each other every year. And Kimmel even helped Lang start his steakhouse APL in Hollywood, just a few blocks from Kimmel's studio. Here's a photo of them cooking meats together. Again, now you might say, you might say, hey, you know, it's not like he was doing the raping, although I don't know he was on the island. He was probably getting sucked off by some girl who got sex trafficked. I can't prove that, but who knows, right? Or a boy. But imagine you have a friend who was the personal chef for like Hitler or like Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, I, it's like you think of like, oh, how can I, how can I pick like a, a name that's somebody who's super evil? And then you're like Hitler, but you're like, well, Jeffrey Epstein kind of works too. Right? You're his personal chef. And then you like meet, you meet this guy and you're like, yo, that, um, that's an interesting, you know, what do you do? Oh, I'm a late night TV show host or whatever. Cool, cool, cool. What do you do? Oh, I'm the personal chef for the world's most prolific child rapist. Oh, really? That's curious. You didn't quit immediately when you found that out? Why didn't you testify immediately? That's interesting. That's interesting. You were surrounded by children getting raped and you just kept making that beef Wellington. You know what I wouldn't do? I probably wouldn't be kicking it with that guy. I probably wouldn't be investing in his restaurants. Of course, when all this came out, the restaurants that Jimmy Kimmel opened with the rape, the personal chef of the world's most prolific child rapist 
all of his restaurants shut down. Now, he tried to pretend it was because of COVID, but again, Brett Cooper does a great job. Now, that restaurant, APL, closed in January of 2022, in addition to Lang's Napa Valley Steakhouse, which also closed around the same time. And publicly, they said that this was all due to the restaurants not being able to bounce back from COVID and the lockdowns. And I'm sure that that was a contributing factor. But the chef's reputation and the restaurant's popularity was shattered when it came out and it was revealed that Lang not only took trips to Epstein's Island on the plane, but that he was Epstein's private chef. In the early 2000s. So Epstein goes, oh man, raping kids, raping kids uh, really works up an appetite. Uh, Hey, Chef uh, ABL or whatever the hell your name is, can you cook me up a nice, I don't know, beef confit? I'm really tired from raping kids. Could you perhaps... Cook me up a nice meatloaf. I need some real rib stick and, you know, protein so I can continue to rape children. And I can fly my friends in to rape children. Can you also cook, can you cook, can you make a nice le- a rack of lamb for Pris Andrew so he could come here and rape children? You, this is the guy that Jimmy Kimmel's hanging out with. Now, I'm not saying Jimmy Kimmel raped children. But I probably wouldn't be kicking it with the guy that was provi- you know, providing the meal ticket for the most, world's most prolific child rapist in history. This was not a man that just hung out in the same circles. No, he was there for years working for Epstein with the clients, with the women that Epstein was trafficking. Eater wrote this in 2019. Barbecue star Adam Perry Lang confirms that he once worked for Jeffrey Epstein. And then in 2020, there was a podcast episode, new podcast investigation details Adam Perry Lang's stint as Jeffrey Epstein's private chef. Uh, They said the podcast follows Virginia Roberts Giffey? Jufrey. I'm probably butchering her name, but we'll just call her Virginia for now. An Epstein victim attempting to reach Lang, who worked as Epstein's private chef in the early 2000s. Last year, unsealed court documents showed that Lang flew with Epstein in private jets and traveled with the billionaire to various properties in Florida, New Mexico, and the Virgin Islands. Like I said, this is not somebody who ran in the same circles. He was very, very close. <laughs> he was very in the inner circle. Here's another thing. It is my my my. It is my opinion. Okay, that there is not a single person that attended that island that did not know about the violent rapes of young boys and girls that were happening on that island. I don't believe it. I don't believe that even, what is his name? The wheelie guy, the wheelchair genius guy. Wasn't he on the island? He knew too. He probably got his little, his little wheelie peen sucked off by some sex traffic girl too. There is no, there is no world that exists where people went to that island and didn't know that there were underage girls getting raped there and sex trafficked. There's no world where that doesn't exist. I believe everyone that went there knew. Chris Rock went there, didn't he? He knew. All those people knew that... All those people knew that those women were there as at minimum prostitutes 
are sex trafficked women. Those people went to that island because they knew they could have debauched, unfiltered sex with women. Some of them probably didn't know that they were underage, but they certainly knew they were sex workers. I don't believe that you go to that island and you don't know what the hell's going on. I just don't believe it. Now, that's just my opinion. And I can't prove, or Chris, I don't know if it was Chris Rock. It was somebody, it was, you know, all these people. I don't care what political affiliation they were. You don't think Donald Trump knew? Why the hell do you think Donald Trump banned Jeffrey Epstein from his hotels? Stephen Hawking, Epstein Island. Ow, 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 affirmative, 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 ah! Something like that. The, this, oh, it was Chris Tucker, yeah. Chris Tucker, not Chris Rock, yeah. People are also pointing. So, like, you know, I, I just, you know, I don't think anybody went there and was like, whoa, there's this, this some weird debauched sex club? I thought it was just a place where you got a good mojito. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. So, you know, Jimmy Kimmel might not actually be on the list, but he sure was happy to pal around with a guy that was perfectly okay ignoring violent rapes of sex trafficked women in exchange for money. Even if that chef didn't participate in it, which I doubt. You know? Mojitos made by child sex lives. Right, yeah, exactly. I, I, I just... I don't believe it. I don't believe you work on that island and you don't know what's going on. I worked at Walmart when I went when I was in uh, when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. I knew the sex lives of everybody that was working there. I knew who was hooking up with who, whose wife, you know, was a whore, whose husband was a cheater. And that was with hundreds of employees and I only worked there part-time. You can't tell me that the people that worked on that island didn't know. Get out of here. They all knew. And people could say, oh, well, you know, they were afraid. They were afraid. They didn't want to say anything. Well, okay, fine. But why aren't they saying anything now? I noticed, by the way, they wrote. Oh, I got this Vivek thing was funny. Um. They're, they're on the Epstein client list. I don't know why they're doing this. Well, I mean, I guess I do for better headlines. They're not just releasing the list in whole. They're, they're slow rolling it. They're releasing like a couple a day or something like that. By the way, many of which were actually victims. Yeah, here. Who's this guy? Prince Andrew. How old is this girl? Fucking 12. 
he had sex with her, guaranteed. I can't prove that, but I think he did. And what's all over his hand? Does he have a bloody hand? What's going on with his hand in this picture? What the flip is going on with his hand? He banged her. Of course he did. This girl's what, 16, 17? Show up, Pac-Man. This movie's gonna suck so bad it's gonna lose so much money. Oh, the woke uh Star Wars, yeah, for sure. Pac-Man also says Kimmel's definitely on the list based on his reaction, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's what I mean, you know. Bad contrast. Why only on his hand? She might be legal, but she's also being sex trafficked. Which means she's not consenting to this sex. You know? I wanted to find this... I wanted to find this... This article where it said... Um, that they were slow rolling. Here. News Nation. Jeffrey Epstein list to be unsealed on a rolling basis. The release of some of more than 150 names mentioned in court documents from a civil case filed from one of the Epstein victims was postponed. A judge has delayed the unsealing of two of the uh, does until the 22nd, but the rest of the names will now be unsealed on a rolling basis starting Wednesday. I think we're going to do a standalone. So we have a pretty spicy update. A pretty spicy update in terms of the list. If you know what I mean, then you know what I mean. The potential people that may be on that list, but also a little more information about who's actually whose names are actually going to be released, many of which aren't going to be like the the bad actors, but in fact they will be people who were um, named as, um, you know, um, those who suffered uh, uh, the consequences of the list. But interestingly enough, there was a last second stay of um, kind of like delay on some of the names. But as of right now, we now know starting today, they will start be, they will begin releasing the names on the list on a rolling basis. The release of more than 150 names mentioned in court documents from a civil case uh, was postponed. A judge has delayed the unsealing of two of the does. You know, these are people who are on the receiving end or people that sued until the 22nd, which is really not that far away. But the rest of the names will be unsealed on a rolling basis starting today with an executive in the Southern District of New York confirmed, confirming this to News Nation. Now, again, this list is, only, is going to be largely people that were complainants of people, you know, people that were on the island against their will or people were, that were suing. But also, there certainly could be names of people who um, took advantage of them or who 
um, they said they saw on the island, right? Now, maybe, <laughs> maybe this means, maybe this adds some credence to just how, you know, the level of freak out that Jimmy Kimmel had yesterday when uh, Aaron Rodgers made a little jab at him, uh, potentially being on the list. Now, ultimately, do I believe that Jimmy's on the list? I don't know. But I bet his bosses are, or people he knows are, or people he pals around with. And when we know that his best friend was the guy's personal chef, for crying out loud. Now, a lot of people will say, this is weak. This is not even the tip of the iceberg. This isn't, you know, you know XYZ's name's not on the list. I'm never going to see the name names. So none of this matters. I understand why people feel that way. I really do. Uh, I disagree, though. I think that it does matter because even low-level people or entry-level people could open the doors, could open doors to more people. Hey, this is somebody's assistant. Oh, why is your assistant there? Weren't you there? All this kind of stuff. It can allow people to connect more dots. Delay for some of the names comes after a judge granted a 30-day extension to one person to consider appeal to remain confidential. Essentially, someone that sued says, hey, this is going to put my life or my family at risk. I don't want my name. A judge ruled that the names could be unsealed beginning January 1st. However, court was closed on that date because of New Year's. These documents come from a settled lawsuit um, that Virginia Guffrey filed against Jelaine. The Miami Herald has been fighting to unseal the documents filed as part of a lawsuit back from 2018. The legal battle escalated in December when U.S. District Judge Loretta Preska, rest in peace, ordered the names could be unsealed beginning January 1st. Preska ordered some names be redacted to protect anonymity of people who were underage or who were on the receiving end of the crimes, which I understand. I understand why you do that. It would be interesting, though, if it was like, what if there were some famous people on that list? You know? Some famous people who, I don't know, were given opportunities to stay quiet. You know, sure, they were, you know, bad things happened to them, but now they're, let's say they have a late night talk show host, for example, or something, a talk show host, something like that. Now, Prescott, of course, orders some of the names be redacted due to the anonymity of, of people who are too young. Guffrey claimed that the two pressured her as a teen to hook up with powerful men, including... Prince Andrew. Those men denied the claims, and Guffrey later settled a lawsuit against Prince Andrew out of court. Well, she probably got paid off. Now, we can't know that. Um, you know, we can't know for sure, but, you know, it's interesting. People named in the documents are unlikely to face prosecution if they haven't already. Criminal defense attorney Janet Johnson told News Nation on Monday. These names were actually kept secret because the judge found that because they did not do anything wrong, there wasn't any reason to point to releasing and embarrass them. Several, quote, prominent names are expected to be mentioned in the documents. According to ABC News report, one of the names in the redacted filings is that of former President Bill Clinton, otherwise identified as John Doe 36. He is mentioned in at least 50 filings. 
50 filings. Federal prosecutors in New York went on to revive the case against him, against Jeffrey, after a series of stories by the Miami Herald back in 2018 brought renewed attention to the matter. In 2019, New York prosecutors said they were not bound by any previous non-prosecution deal, and, and he was arrested again. Of course, he's no longer on the planet uh, due to you know all the cameras being off and you know the judges not being there. It was all a coincidence, guys. It was all a coincidence. The fact that I've got to be honest with you, let me know in the chat or in the comment section down below. How surprised are you that Jelaine is still around? I'm just saying, I literally can't believe it. I, 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 I can't believe it. Can you? I, I genuinely can't believe it. Now, there, there will be people that say like, hey, you know, just because you're on the list, you know, that doesn't necessarily you participated, you know, it doesn't mean you participated in anything. And that is true. There were people that, you know, borrowed his jet or, you know, everything like that, this kind of this, that, and the other thing. It's possible, you know, um, but you probably knew about it. You probably knew about it. Right. So Tim Poole writes, this is not the list. It's the names involved in a lawsuit, which could include those on the receiving end of crimes, unrelated third parties alongside his clients and associates. But that's I believe it's still very, very helpful. Malcolm Flex, right? there's so much confusion around this list that they're going to keep it. Uh, that way willingly in order to ensure that there's too much, that too much collateral damage will ensue if, ensue if actions are taken. Others write, it may not be the list itself, but it will contain people that who have been considered on the list. Lots of semantics in this discussion. I still think there's an absolute ton of value in this list because it will just add a lot of credibility to things, you know, to, to whether or not, you know, certain people were there. I mean, you don't you don't visit the island 50 times and not know what's going on. I will say that is at least at a minimum, right? At a minimum, you're going like you know what I'm saying? Like you don't visit the island a dozen times and not know what's going on there. So at minimum, if you were there, you knew what was going on. Right? You knew what was going on. It was probably a honeypot to get dirt on the world's most powerful people. And that's why so many people skated on it. You know, why so many people, you knew at least. You know, it's an unredacted, the expectations are, it's unredacted court documents from a trial that will reveal 170 names of affiliates. It's still big. It's going to be tons just going to be a ton of rumors and attempts to skew stuff. Um, I still think it's important. The more we know, the better. The more pieces of the puzzle we can put together, the better. You know, uh, it will be released today with the first names. I mean, I think that like this is kind of uh, this is kind of a big deal. I mean, don't you guys think? I do. 
I think it's kind of a big deal. Especially if we're going to see a new name. You see the long-awaited list of 187 of his friends and associates will be released with the first names dropping today. The court will, which holds the papers, has confirmed. That's interesting to me. Very, very interesting to me. Bill Clinton, who flew on the infamous private jet, is expected to be among those names, as is Prince Andrew, but we already knew about both of them. All have denied wrongdoing or having any involvement in underage women, and none have been charged. Well, I'm not surprised none of them have been charged. Again, if you were there numerous times, if you knew these people, you knew what was going on. In the settle filing, Guffrey, you know, accused, you know, Jeffrey of trafficking her and the stuff, which we all know was likely to be the case. And you just see these people all, you know, looking around all the pictures. It's all it's all just gross. So I'm a big fan of them releasing the list. Uh, I think it's nothing but a good thing, even if it's not, you know, the whales. Sometimes you can put together a bunch of little fish and still, you know, have a nice meal. And that's what I'm hoping for. Any surprises, any, anybody that you think is going to be on there? I mean, the way Jimmy Kimmel reacted yesterday, he seemed nervous. Boy, that would be interesting. Uh, so it's going to have to be, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to open a lot more conversations. I'm 100% here for it. 100% here for it. I mean, By the way, shout out to everybody who's watching today. Uh, 5,100 awesome people in the chat. If you're new to the channel, uh, all I ever ask is that if you're enjoying the show, that you give us a follow. And if you're new, say hi in the chat. You know, um, say hi to people. Get involved in the chat. I absolutely love it. And if you're enjoying the stream, there's a little thumbs up button here. I don't know, for whatever reason, people on Rumble just don't do it. I get it. And I actually don't know if it matters, but leave a like on the video. That would be very cool. And if you want to sh support the show directly, we have a members only stream tomorrow after the live stream. We do at least one piece of members only content per week. Sometimes I'm going to try to do two. You also get direct access to me and the community on locals. If you click the basement, you can join. It's five bucks a month. Um, and you, if you join for the year, you get two months free. It goes to support me and my team, not just me, but I have two video editors. I also have a graphics design person and your joining your support via locals is the most important thing. It helps keep ad reads on the show down to a minimum. It helps prevent me from being, you know, from prevent me from needing sponsors. It, it helps, you know, us remain free. And I hope that. I hope that you'll consider joining the basement. Just so you know, tomorrow we will be doing an extended stream after the show for new or for all locals members. So I hope that you'll join there. Also, the year-end blowout sale at my blowout sale at my coffee company continues at coffeebrandcoffee.com. This is the only other ad read I'll ever give you today. And that is for my company, up to 64% off. All of our delicious holiday blends and uh, cookies and snacks. If you've ever been looking to give us a try, you know, there's some great sales in our, 
on our page. Also, you can use promo code the quartering to save 10% off any purchase. So if you don't like flavor coffee or whatever, you want to just get some regular old coffee, we've got all this coffee roasted fresh on demand available in whole bean and ground. We've got double caffeinated. We've got decaf, bourbon flavored coffee, blueberry cobblers, our number one seller, strawberries and cream, peppermint mocha. We've got our silky dark roast. Now as a regular flavor, we've got cold brews. We've got all sorts of stuff for you to try and love your support there. Now, the question is, you're making dentures while you listen? That might be the most interesting chat I've ever seen. That might be the most interesting chat I've ever seen. So I see a lot of mohaps in chat. I believe, uh, I believe that that is true. Shout out to Denise, who got a package yesterday filled with snacks for an upcoming cruise. I've never done a cruise before. Are they cool? I always thought there's a lot of value. Memberships keep Jeremy from becoming a homeless drug addict, so please keep a roof over his head. That's correct. I'm just one bad day away from becoming a crack-addicted homeless person, and only you can prevent that. Let's play a game. Who do you think's on the list? Who do you think... Who do you think's on the list? Sorry, I have to have some. So this is day... I'm on day three of uh, uh, dry January, but I'm also doing intermittent fasting because I'd, uh, I'd like to be less fat. So I'm having a healthy snack. Which are whole raw cashews. Mmm! Flavorless. Mmm, it's so good. The the sham wow guy, that's a wild guess. Kathy Griffin, gross. Oprah, I feel like Oprah's been there. Oprah's probably been there. What is Mohap? Somebody want to let them know what Mohap's all about? Beyonce. Some cruises require a suit for certain fancy dinners, Jeremy. Oh, then I'd be out. You can see the pain in my eyes. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> the Rock. I've, I feel like The Rock can get all the tang he wants. Colbert. Tom Hanks feels like he's on that list. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, I start to look at people who like have these unearned. You're eating lasagna for lunch? That's a heavy meal. Yeah, King of Biltong. I need some, I need some more Wagyu. I, I just, I, I don't, I, I like the, what I eat the most of is that sh if the Wagyu, the shredded, I don't like the sticks as much. I just like the shredded stuff. So if you have the shredded stuff that's not Wagyu, I'll try that too. But uh, yeah, 
that that's definitely on plan on on uh, program, so I could have it, but I'm out. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> All those dorks that hang out on late night shows. Yep, guaranteed. Chrissy Teigen. Isn't Chrissy Teigen the one that's like, oh, having an abortion made me feel extremely powerful or something like that? She has something weird about her, isn't there? Her and um, John Legend, there's something freaking weird with those guys, right? Enjoy Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm not, I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism, which absolutely fits, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. Get bent. This is a Washington Post reporter doubles down. You didn't say that you condemn white supremacy. She immediately regrets it. I'm not, I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance Imagine to your new to religion say that. of modern wokeism, which absolutely fits, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. And frankly, this is why people have lost trust. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy because He's you asked right. a stupid question. Question. The reality is, I condemn vicious racial discrimination in this country, but the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. Oh, he did it. He said the thing. He said the thing. He's talking about anti-white racism is what he's talking about. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. Do that, and we're going to move this country forward. And I don't care whether you're black or white or brown or anything in between. That's how we're going to unite this country. You people have been responsible for dividing this country to a breaking point, creating a projection of national division. I meet people from the south side of Chicago to meetings like this one of every shade of melanin, multiple from man to woman, doesn't make a difference who are hungry for reviving unity in this country and you with your catechism that you try to get to politicians to whatever fake headline you're going to print on the basis of this conversation tomorrow that's what's dividing this country for a break to a breaking point shame on you look people in the eye and tell them what you've actually failed to tell them for the last five years own the accountability for your own failures as the media that's how we rebuild trust in this country and until then i don't have a lot of patience to play the games i mean come on I'm not saying I'm not saying that I would vote for him for president. I, I still, you know, he's he's like there are a lot of people that think he's like Obama. There's a lot of people that okay, fine. But I want this guy in front of the press every day. I would love for him to be press secretary or um what's the what's the speaker of the house? No, what is the um, the press secretary, right? That's the one that talks to the reporters every day for the White House. Like, I get that people don't like him. And I'm not saying I would vote for him over Trump right now. But I can tell you what, if he gets into some kind of like 
position in politics over the next four years, I would strongly consider voting for him, depending on how he did, you know? That's what I, that's how I feel too, Hans. Hans says we've got four years to figure him out. I agree. 100% agree. Like, let the guy, give the guy a, a role in the office, you know, in, in the president, you know, Trump owes this guy because he's basically a stand-in for Trump anyway. So give it, he's earned it. He's earned some job at the White House uh, and Trump should give him that, I believe. Give him some time to get some leadership and government experience. Vivek Ramaswamy has made almost zero mistakes. Almost zero. On the campaign trail. I mean, you know, I'm not riding. It's, I can't compliment the guy without also riding his dick. Come on, relax. I'm not telling anyone to vote for him, so chill out. I'm just saying the way that Vivek deals with the media is, is, is almost better than Trump at his best. It's at least as good as Trump was in 2016 dealing with the press. That's all I'll say. I won't say better. But like 2016 Trump, uh, 2016 Trump versus the mainstream media was the best version of Trump. And Vivek is pretty damn close because he'll tell them right to their face. And like, as, as fun, as fun, as funny as Trump is when he like calls somebody retarded or something like that, or calls him a pig face or this, that, and the other thing. Vivek articulates his thoughts better than Trump does in arguments. He just does. Now, Trump's better at debate. Trump's more charismatic. Trump is, you know, still, I still think, um, you know, I still think that, you know, I, I, I'm, I would vote for Trump over Vivek Ramaswamy. But I really hope that Trump gives him a, a, a position where he can actually get, like, uh, you know, some experience in government, and then I'll hundred percent can. I'll tell you this right now, okay? I'd vote for him over Ron DeSantis, and I wouldn't have done that before the debates. What do you guys think about that? Is that a hot take? I don't think so. I think, I think that pre-debate, I would have voted for DeSantis over anybody else on that debate stage. But after the debates, it's like Vivek Ramaswamy and it's not even close. Like if, let's say if Trump wasn't allowed, wasn't running, I would vote for Vivek. I'm, I mean, I'm just that, I'm serious. Like, I, I, you know, of course I'm going to vote for Trump, but I'm saying this guy went from a complete unknown on that debate stage and he completely outclassed all of them and it wasn't even close. And I think that Trump could. De- I think that Trump could debate Vivek. I think that Vivek could hold his own against Trump in a debate. Like DeSantis is done. He's not getting another bite at this apple. Whoever told him, whoever told him to run in 2024 was an idiot. DeSantis should have ran in 2028 after Trump. 
that's just a fact. And it isn't like hating on Ron DeSantis. I just think like yikers that it was really bad timing. He was never going to be Trump in the general. So why even run? And that's not even, you know, let's say he makes all the same. Let's say he makes all the same mistakes that he did, you know, during the debates in 2028. I still think it hurts him very badly. Like if he says all the same silly goose stuff. Um, but he just, he was net. Trump has how many debt diehards? 15 million voters. He was never going to get them. The only way Ron, like any idiot, and I'm not, I'm not smart with politics. You guys know this. I'm just, I'm a normie. I'm wrong a lot. But what I do understand is statistics, numbers, trends, things of this nature. And if Ron DeSantis had come to me, he's, he just shows up at my local pub. He's at, he's at Whiskey Corners. We're there. I'm hammered drunk, shooting darts. Could be any day of the week. Well, not anymore in January, but you get what I'm saying. It's like, hey, Jeremy. And I was like, and I'm like, hey, Ron, you're shorter than I thought you'd be. Well, what's up, buddy? I think you're doing a great job in Florida. And he'd say, Jeremy, I'm thinking about running for president in 2024. What do you think? And I'd say, that's a very bad idea because until Trump, if because Trump's already running and he has his base and they will never vote for you. Trump's base will never abandon him. So the best case scenario is you hook your, you know, you can stay out of it or not, but you play nice with Trump and you get Trump to endorse you in 2028. That's what he should have done. Because if Trump endorsed him, then Trump's diehard base would go vote for Ron, probably, maybe not all of them. But when you run up against him, there weren't enough votes in the primary that was ever going to get Ron DeSantis over Donald Trump. Too many people absolutely love him and will never vote for anyone else. I'm not saying that as a negative thing. I'm saying that as like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that's a negative thing. I'm just saying like Ron DeSantis walks into a bar, asks Jeremy, who's a marketing analyst, if he should run, I would say this has nothing to do with your electability. You will not beat Trump. All you will do is hurt yourself. You have no chance. So wait, wait until 2028. You're still going to be young. You're still going to do a great job in Florida. And, and that's, that's the reality. So whoever told him it was his time, like Hillary Clinton, screwed him because he will never win the presidency now. Because he made too many mistakes and he alienated the Trump voters who will not vote for him. Do, do, does anybody disagree that a Trump voter in 2028, if they had to choose between Vivek Ramaswamy and Ron DeSantis, who are they voting for? They're voting for Vivek Ramaswamy probably at a 7 to 8 out of 10 ratio. He screwed himself. He's completely screwed himself. He has no chance now. Maybe he could come back in eight years and try again. But he's not going to win in 2024, and he's not going to win in 2028 because he pissed off all the Trump voters. He never should have went to war with Trump. I'm not saying he was right or wrong in the things that he said. I'm just talking completely, you know, so, so people don't get, like, in their feelings about it. I like Ron DeSantis. I think he's an amazing governor, and I think that one day he could be president. But I'm saying that, any idiot could have looked at the political landscape once Trump announced he was running. 
There was zero path to victory. Zero for Ron DeSantis. The best thing he could have did was stood in there and then refused to say anything negative about Trump like Vivek did. He could buddy up to Trump like Vivek did and get that endorsement in 2028. Now Vivek Ramaswamy's next in line to be the president of the United States. That, I truly believe that. If Trump wins. If Trump wins in 2024, he's going to... Vivek Ramaswamy, he's got... And, he, and he's not a douche and he gives Vivek something like real. Vivek's going to be another four years older. I already like 90% of the stuff he says. You know? That could have been Ron DeSantis. King of Biltong says, Good afternoon from Anton's Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping for your Biltong using code THEQ, one word, and land at Biltong.com and AntonUSA.com. Thanks, everyone, for your support this holiday season. I, I, give, you know, I give Anton my personal endorsement. I absolutely love his meats in my mouth. Vivek VP is what Tucker wants. Um, you know, I think... Here's what I think. I've said this before, but this is for smarter political minds. Maybe like somebody who's watching this can can explain it to me, right? This is what this is what I think about Vivek as VP. Okay. Here's what I think about Vivek as VP. I don't think. How do I say this? I think you pick VPs by their likelihood to get you a state or two that were in the balance. That's how you make VPs. That's why you pick your VPs the way you pick them. So Vivek Ramaswamy does not win Trump at a single additional state in the Electoral College. And so that is why he's a bad VP pick. I wouldn't hate it, but he's not going to help Trump win. You've got to get, yeah, and he's not ready just yet either. You've got to get um, like DeWine or something like, you've got to get somebody from the Midwest. I think that would be smart because if you look at, again, I'm not a political expert, so you let me know how, if I'm off base on this. But if, again, if I'm just using my business mind, Talking about business, man. My business, man. So I'm talking about business, okay? Thanks, uh, SG1 fan. Stargate 1 fan. You can't take Christy Nome because you already win that state. If you look at the Midwest, that is actually the new battleground. Trump won Wisconsin in 2016. He lost it in 2020. I believe... Minnesota and Michigan also both flipped, correct? What, they, at least one of those two also flipped, maybe both. So you pick somebody, uh, I, I don't know who it is. I'm not good enough with like mid-level politicians. I don't know them. Like people have said DeWine, I don't know. I, that's not my endorsement. But I'm saying like, you got to pick somebody from the Midwest that's going to push Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan over back to Trump. That's, that's what you've got to be. You know? I mean, 
Didn't he win? Didn't he win? Um, didn't he win in 26? Didn't he win Minnesota in 2016? Or did that stay blue? I think. Oh, yeah, it was blue. But if you look, Trump won in Wisconsin by 30,000 votes. The only reason he won is because Gary Johnson ran. Michigan, okay, he only lost by 40,000 votes. I'm sorry, Minnesota. Minnesota, he only lost by 40,000 votes. That's not a lot. I wish I could compare this to, let's see if I can just compare this to 2020. Hopefully they'll give me the same map. They didn't, of course. Okay, well, it's fine. Let's see. Okay. Trump lost Minnesota by a lot more in 2020. He lost by 300,000. He all he barely he barely lost it and then he lost it by 300,000 votes. Wisconsin he lost only by 20,000 votes. He needs to win Wisconsin back. He's not going to win Illinois, but he needs to win Michigan back. And he lost Michigan by 200,000 votes. I don't think that'll happen again. He needs to I mean he needs to win Colorado. I'm sorry, not Colorado. Uh New Mexico. Arizona he, or Nevada. He needs to pick like one or two of those to win. He's obviously not winning Washington, Oregon, California. He's not winning any of these states over here. He's just, he would have won if he had just, you know. So he needs somebody that's going to motivate these people in the Midwest, right? Because losing Wisconsin and Michigan cost him the election, right? That's 10, 16, that's 26. No, it's, it's one more. So he needs to win Wisconsin, Michigan, and he needs to probably win Pennsylvania again. Did he win Pennsylvania in 2016? Yes. That was a huge flip that they lost. He's got to win Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin again. And then he wins the election. So if they can get Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, Trump wins the election. So do I think that Vivek Ramaswamy helps uh, us us yokel youpers in Michigan and Wisconsin? No. No. They need a guy that looks like Mike, like that looks like Mike, or looks like Fetterman, but isn't mentally handicapped. That's who he needs to win the mid to get Midwest back. Carrie Lake does not help you. Carrie Lake's just a female Trump, and he already, he's, you know, he lost Arizona in 2020. So you could argue that Carrie Lake helps him get Arizona. And Carrie Lake might, she might appeal to, she might appeal to Wisconsin and Michigan, like with that boss Karen haircut. Yeah, the 3M ballots in Wisconsin, yeah. But Carrie Lake couldn't even win her own election. You know what I mean? 
You're in Wisconsin, you'll take Vivek. I know, but you probably vote Trump anyway. What I'm saying is Trump needs people that wouldn't normally vote for him. He needs to get he needs to get a VP who's going to go and sit in these three states nonstop in 2024. You know what I'm saying? Like they need a, a Fetterman looking person to get Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Arizona. People forget. Do you guys remember what Trump did that cost him Arizona? It wasn't. It wasn't because Arizona didn't want to vote for him. It's because he spit on John McCain's grave right before the election. Now I'm all for spitting. I'm all for spitting on John McCain's grave. I'm all for that. But that's why he lost Arizona. Larry Elder does not help him in Wisconsin, Michigan, or Pennsylvania, you know? Well, look, all I can say is I see chat exploding who want, that want me to just say, you know, that the, the rig was in. Okay, fine. Let's just say that's true. Don't, you know, don't get, don't get so mad at me. I'm just talking about the results, okay? I can't, you know, talking about whether or not the election was quote-unquote stolen in 2020, okay, does not change the strategy that you have to put forth in 2024. Can we agree on that? You could say he lost because it's rigged. Okay, fine. But then what, what good, then what? Okay, then what? Right? Then what? Then what? If it's all rigged, then what? Then what do you even care? He needs to win to try and fix these things. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're saying, again, I'm not a, I'm wrong about politics all the time. You know, it's fine. I'm not saying they didn't rig it. I'm just saying that whining about the rig doesn't change what Trump has to do in 2024 to win. I'm not blaming you. They're the ones who broke the system. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying... I'm then what? Tim Pool's Civil War. Yeah. How can you win when they cheat? I'll tell you how. You cheat better. The only way that you can really overcome fraud truly is it has to be an uh Dan in the Dirt wrote, and I believe it has to be a complete landslide. You know. So we know it's rigged, but we also know we can beat the rigging. Yeah. I'm saying like, um, wait, you don't have to say it was stolen, but the McCain thing in Arizona is retarded. Really? You don't think that, uh, that, that cost many votes. Okay. Your takes, my, my, your 2020 takes make him boil my blood. <laughs> Okay, so what is, all right, so if my take on that is pissing you off, what is, what is your take then on 2024? You know, so I'm trying to just like look forward and figure out how you win. Okay. I, of course, believe that there were massive, bro, you guys, 
don't remember, like, I live in Wisconsin. I watched the 3 a.m. vote dump. You know? I watched that. Of course. Of course I believe there were massive shenanigans. But what, what, what does that change? What do you do then for 2024? You know? He doesn't need a Fetterman, real voter. But you were, I mean, would you do a, do a, Tim, do a Civil War? Yeah. I said 2020 makes my blood boil. I love your cunt. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Got you. Got it. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give this, I'm going to highlight this comment because I agree. And I know it's going to enrage a lot of people. And this doesn't apply to everybody, but I actually believe I 100%. Now I'm nearly going to piss people off. I, I support this. Just so everyone knows who said it, Madman PA wrote, we need the dipshits who cry it's rigged to actually show up and vote. I agree with that. I think, and certainly there are people who say it's rigged that did vote, okay? I agree. I don't pretend that Trump didn't get screwed, okay? But also, let's not pretend that Trump didn't hurt himself by telling people to vote in person and then the voting machines just happened to break. When I still stand on that and you can, people can disagree. People can disagree with me and that's okay. Like you guys see chat, like I don't take it personal. Like it's cool to, to, you know, just keep it respectful and that's all I ever ask. But like, my my stream my chat is a place where i'm you know i'm fine if you guys disagree with me or you tell me i'm wrong and i admit when i'm wrong stuff like that you know um one of the one of my biggest in my opinion one of the you know outside of the potential shenanigans okay the biggest mistake donald trump made was sitting on that and telling people to not vote by mail and that they must vote in person because that opened the door to a lot more shenanigans and no one said not to vote. Yes, Donald Trump said that if you must vote in person, right? And he underestimated just how many people actually vote via mail, lots of them. And so there was undoubtedly people that just didn't vote because they didn't have time. Vote early, vote often, yeah. People, people need to participate in poll watching. I agree. Filming the polls. This year, you know, people getting out and film the polls. And I say, you know, the Republicans need to play on the, by the same rules that the Democrats did, right? So, in my opinion... The, Dem the Republicans should be mobilizing massive ground, massive ground attacks that go door to door and help people fill out their ballots. Why wouldn't we, why wouldn't the Republicans do that? That's what the Democrats did. That's how they beat Trump in several states and, 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 and Milwaukee was one of them. These people were going to the hood and going door to door and like basically helping people fill out their, their ballots. 
And while Trump pointed out and while Republicans pointed out how cringe and how lame and how pathetic that is, the Republicans should have been doing it twice as much. Because we have to, because we can't just go to a city and have an apartment complex where there's 500 people in there. You can go collect 100 votes. They did it in Minnesota. They sent Somalians into the Somali neighborhoods and went and got their votes. Uh, why don't some of you big bad streamers do live streams from polling stations 100 feet? Why don't you all become more influency? I like you bringing awareness, but let's take it to the next level. I agree. I agree. I think I need to, I need to do that. I agree with you. Tactical shot. I didn't read it. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I thought I saw it come through. I agree. I need to, I need to be more involved too. I need to, you know, what I'm trying to do is tell people to get out there and vote and then get their friends. To vote. Look what the Democrats did. They literally sent people into neighborhoods to fill out their tactical shot. Trump got DeSantis in office. DeSantis stabbed him in the back. What am I supposed to think he will do to me? And I'm a nobody. That's a fair point. Right. I, not exactly. They brought their ballots and filled them. I'm just saying, like, the Republicans should do that, right? The Republicans should make sure that we have Republicans at all the vote counting places that, you know... Um, go to the pay polling station. I'll do that. Um, you, you know, you need to get out in the suburbs. You need to get to the retirement homes, send people into the retirement homes, help them fill out their ballots. That's what the Democrats did and they won. So that's what the Republicans need to do. They need to stop moralizing about what's right and what's true. And then get down in the mud because it doesn't matter if you don't win. And I have changed my opinion on that, Right. I used to be like, no, we've got to keep the moral high ground now, with the election, with the with the country, everything that's on the line in this country. The Republicans should be using every shady gray area, yet still legal method that they possibly can. Every Republican voter should be pr like last year. I mean, like, you know, my wife is not political, but I, you know, I dragged her butt to the election station. I said, you know, this is how you're going to vote. You know, like, that. I'm not saying you, you know, she's not political, but I said, we need your vote. Republicans need to make voting fun, have tailgates, you know, have, um, have a big, big ass party where, um, local people who, you know, want to sponsor people who to go out and vote. You have, maybe you have a big brat fry. I'm a Midwestern. So I'm like, you have a brat fry. You, um, maybe we should start something like that. We've got 6,000 people in here. What if every one of us organized a, a brat fry where you come and you, sh you, know, you show your vote for Donald Trump or whatever, and uh, you get a free brat? Or you, you, you just, or just come chill. There's a brat fry, beer, cheap. You get a couple of kegs of beer. People come hang out, you know, vote, you know, make it fun. Make it an event. Get your cousin, get your uncle, all this shit. That's what Democrats did. Yeah, redneck that shit. Hell yeah. Here's, here, here's a non-Bud Light, you know. Get out and vote. Because a lot of people stayed online and complained. Did you tell your wife how to vote? Oh my God. Yes, I did. I told her she was voting for Donald Trump. I said, do you like paying 50% income tax or not? Here's who you vote for if you don't like it. 
Voting day should be a holiday. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, you have to charge for the brat. I guess you can't just give it to them. But you know what I mean? This is what the Democrats do. Weren't they like sitting outside of polling stations giving away Visa credit cards or some shit like that? Weren't they doing that? Maybe Coffee Brand Coffee could get some huge like get out and vote. It's like you can say we're sponsoring get out and vote and then you only do it in red neighborhoods. That's what Democrats do. Democrat people say, oh, we're just sponsoring the get out and vote. We just want people to get out and vote. Oh, where are you doing it? Oh, Democrat strongholds. Republicans need to do that. You know? And, and instead of spending the last four years complaining about it, we should have been doing something, myself included. 100%, I'll hold myself, you know, just as responsible. You know? And, you know, we've got to get involved. We've got to be filming these voter stations. We've got to be holding these people accountable. Get grassroots. I'm going to think about that a little bit more. Maybe I'll, I'll bring some ideas. I'll bring some more ideas tomorrow to the stream on how we can maybe get more involved, you know, as a group. Because I think we can, you know. What if we get, what if we're at like 10,000 strong this summer? You know, not everyone's in America who watches me, but you know, what if we could launch, what if we could launch 3,000 block parties in Republican strongholds where like you just go and you pick someone up and you take them to vote? You know, hey, who'd you, you know, there's a way that you could do it legally. Sponsor, you know, Figure something out to get people off their ass to go vote. <laughs> Church of Latter-day Quarter Pounders. The based movement. Yes. We could do something where we actually get, you know, get people together. Like, how many people do you think you could pick up on voting day and take them to vote? And oh, by the way, early voting's a thing. I vote like weeks before the election. Or like it's like a week or something. You know, what if we just spent the whole week be like, take a friend to vote day and uh, everybody who takes a friend to vote, we could, I don't know if you can incentivize it, but we could, because legally, I don't know if you could, but like, you know, we could do something. I'm going to think about this a, a good bit. By the way, yeah, voting early is great. I vote early. I walk into the place. There's literally nobody there. I walk right up to the list. Don't put CBC into anything political. That's a good point. Yeah, Godborn, I won't. Like, I go vote like a week ahead of time. I, there's no one there. I get my little sticker. I walk in. I walk out. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. By the way, I want to shout out to everybody. Um, 6,000 people tuned in today. If you're enjoying the show, uh, I'm live every day at 1 Eastern. And um, I would really appreciate if you... Uh, if you're on the Rumble app or if you're here, if you're using the web version, that you click this green follow button. And if you're enjoying the show, I hope that you come back tomorrow at 1 Eastern. And, uh, you know, we cover the daily news here. We cover all the news that's breaking. So we'll have some names on the Epstein list tomorrow. We cover pop culture. I talked about the Star Wars stuff. We talked about 
Um, I was going to talk about the first ever um, digital gang rape that's being charged that happened in the metaverse, but then I thought um, maybe that's not a great topic. But uh, we cover all that stuff, and I don't always get it right. I don't always get it right, but I do appreciate that you're here, and I don't mind if you guys are yelling at me in chat. I'm not like a power trip weirdo. All I want is that all I ask is that people be respectful, you know, and um, and and uh, I'm not always gonna get it right, but I am. I do appreciate you, and I hope that you'll click that follow button. And if you want to support the cause, if you want to support the church, what, what's it called? Oh, you know all the think about all the write-offs I could have if we started that church. What is it? Is it the Church of Latter-day Quarter Pounders? Support the Church of Latter-day Quarter Pounders by joining the basement. It's my locals. Um, but it's five bucks a month. It goes directly towards my team, which is me, two video editors, and a graphic design person. It's a team full of people that could really use your support. It's five bucks a month. It's not required. But I will always ask that you consider we're doing a locals exclusive extended stream tomorrow. So you'll already get some value on it tomorrow. And um, that's why we're here. Oh, by the way, I also, if you're new, I also read the chat. You don't always have to do rumble. I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying no to rumble rants. I like them. They go a long way to supporting the team too. But I think you'll find I read the the chat more than most any other streamer. Um and I take a lot of pride in that. I take a lot of pride in my community, all of you. I want you to feel like this is a place you can hang out. I want you to feel excited to come hang out here every day. And um, it was at this point, Jeremy started a cult. Yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> the 10 write-offs instead of the 10 commandments. We could do all sorts of um, the uh, the uh, yeah, I do rocket reading chat. Yeah, I read. I read the chat. I'm glad that you're here. Um, we'll be live again tomorrow at 1 Eastern. So just about two hours before. Um, and uh, I sincerely hope that you have that you had fun today and that you will be back tomorrow. All right. Should we just talk about the meta thing quick? Let's talk about the meta thing quick. Frick it. Mr. Civility Texas says one burger pounder, please. Oh, for $16. That's the good. That's about the price of a burger pounder these days. Okay. This might be the weirdest, most bizarre story that I've covered yet. Uh, and it's kind of a, it's kind of like a, a sign of the times. So there's this thing called the metaverse. And if you're like me, you never even heard of it before, or maybe you just kind of thought, or, you know, you thought it was just this like vague, you know, place where people put on v VR glasses and interact with people, uh, which is kind of what it is. So you, we know that Mark Zuckerberg, repti suspected reptilian, uh, has wasted billions of dollars trying to make this a thing. I have no interest in it, but some people do. I guess it's cool for some people. Well, now the police have launched an investigation. Now, again, I just want to remind everybody, 
This is in a video game. It's in a video game. They have launched an investigation of a young female player of that game getting, um, how do I say this? Hmm. Ganged up on, we'll say, uh, by other people in the game. I don't know how you do this. I don't know what it is. Um, we'll say um, um, a, a gang of, uh, of men culturally enriched her. I don't know how this is a crime. I don't know how we got where we got, but we're here. Colin Rugg reports on this. Why not just take the headset off? According to the police, the girl is now suffering, quote, emotional trauma, very similar to how someone would suffer in real life if this happened to them. The, United, the UK Home Secretary, James Cleverly, said that VR incidents like this is a growing problem that needs to be taken seriously. Quote, I know it's easy to dismiss this as being not real, but the whole point of these virtual environments is that they're incredibly immersive. Some of these virtual assistants are reportedly taking place in Horizon Worlds of VR... Oh, I'm sorry, virtual incidents, I'll say, are reported taking place in Horizon Worlds, a VR game operated by Mark Zuckerberg's Meta. It should come as no surprise considering Meta has a history of alleged problems with content just like this. The clips below is not the incident, but or incident above, but clips of what goes on in Horizon Worlds. So this is what is supposedly a uh this is supposedly the world in which <laughs> emotional damage uh that was so real. The incident was so real. Now again, you can see this user um Segz4567. Uh, look how real it is. I can definitely see. I can definitely see how somebody would think. What this does? This looks like a clip art. This looks like clip art. These people don't even have legs. They don't even have a lower torso. So how exactly could you engage in the said behavior? Here's a little clip of stuff. Ah, so this person is uh, simulating an, uh, I, think, I think it's called a, old a good old fashioned. Vec VP is what Tucker. Whoop. Good. So, he's, what kind of degenerates is? Bro, watch out, bro! Can y'all get out? Y'all making it awkward. You see me, my girl. We busy right now. See, bro, what's happening? I am These all sound like adults, by the way. It looks so real. I could definitely see.